Welcome to the More Than a Physique podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Jansen, online fitness coach, content creator, and competitive bodybuilder and powerlifter. In this podcast, we help you discover your inner athlete. Each episode will enhance your life as we provide you insights on all things health, fitness, and personal development. Now let's bring out your inner athlete. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the More Than a Physique podcast, where we discuss ways to ignite all areas of your life surrounding health, fitness, and becoming mentally elite. I'm your host, Kristen Jansen, Certified Strength and Conditioning Specialist at the Natty Hour. And welcome everybody. I am so glad that you all are tuning in today. I know that it has been a long time since I have done a podcast episode, not since the end of July, to be uh, quite honest. And it's been a brutal couple of months in a good way. You know, I had um, a lot going on just in regards to some projects that I was wanting to uh, finish up here. And I got them done for the most part, but got a little derailed with just everything that's kind of been going on in the world. And if anybody lives in Canada, you know exactly what I mean. The start of August, all up until now, and we're not out of the fire yet. It has been a brutal just couple of months just dealing with everything from the pandemic. It has uh, taken a toll on me mentally that I just decided to listen to myself, give myself a break from everything, and just get back into a positive headspace. And like I said, I'm not out of the fire yet, but I'm uh, definitely in a better headspace than I was just even a few weeks ago here where I'm starting to find that drive again to focus a little bit less on uh, what I can't control and to feel more motivated again to focus on the things I can control, such as my business, such as my podcast. So that is why we are finally back. So what I've decided that I'm going to do for the rest of the year, just because like I said, I'm not 100% in in the best headspace where I want to be, just to kind of keep that pressure off of myself, I'm going to do monthly episodes for the rest of 2021, and then we'll go back into bi-weekly episodes starting in 2022. That's so crazy to think that we're talking about. 2022 already but that's my plan for the rest of the year so if you are new here thank you so much for tuning in i really do hope that you stick around make sure that you hit that subscribe button make sure you head over to itunes and leave the podcast a review it really helps out the podcast it shows your appreciation for the valuable free content and as well too allows the podcast to grow so it can reach other people who are in similar situations as you and just need a little bit of extra help when it comes to their overall fitness goals. So let's jump into today's podcast episode, everybody, and we are going to be talking about what online coaching looks like. And the reason I want to talk about that is because I think that there is a lot of hesitancy for a lot of people, even though it's a pretty saturated market where there's a lot of online coaches now, I do think that a lot of people are still hesitant when it comes to joining. And that just may be due to their own experience or they don't know what to expect. And to be honest, the majority of people I work with are middle-aged women in their 30s, 40s, some in their 50s and 60s. 
and it works for them. So I think by, you know, me just shedding some light as to what online coaching looks like, what it looks like for me working at the Natty Hour anyways, I think it might help reduce some of those unknown questions that a lot of people have. Online coaching, it's still very new to a lot of people, and to be honest, probably looks very different for each coach. So just because of what I'm sharing, how things look like at the Natty Hour, doesn't necessarily mean that, that it looks like that at another coaching company. So it's very important to do your homework when it comes to researching who you're gonna hire. But today, I just wanted to spend some time answering some of those common questions that I often get that will hopefully help clear up some of the confusion when it comes to online coaching. As well too, it may also shed some light as to how online coaching can be beneficial for you as an athlete, depending on your experience and goals. So firstly, let's talk about how I onboard clients. I don't just work with anybody. At the end of the day, I'm not going to be the right fit for everybody, just like everybody isn't going to be the right fit for me based off of my coaching methods and principles. So I will have potential clients who reach out to me, complete an application form, and this just allows me to assess the athlete's experience, goals, and needs when it comes to having a coach. I want to work with athletes who have the end goal of being successful on their own. As much as I love my clients, I don't want them to have to rely on me as their coach forever. That's not to say that everybody should feel independent and ready to move on after just 12 weeks. I've had athletes I've worked with for five plus years, and that's simply because their goals evolve as they evolve as an athlete. So regardless of if we work together for six months or four years, the end goal is still to get the athlete to feel independent to eventually sustain their results on their own. The athletes who have that same vision are the athletes I want to work with. I'm not here to tell you what to eat, how to train, to do what I say, and never ask any questions. And I get it, some athletes do like that type of approach. And while there is a time and place for that, it may not be the best fit if athletes never want to take the time to learn and be self-efficient with their own nutrition and training habits. It's a team effort and I want my athletes to communicate with me what their preferences are, and to ask questions so eventually they can just build up that confidence to eventually go off on their own. So after we establish whether it's a good fit or not, that's when the fun begins. A registration form is then sent out so I can get to know the athlete a bit better, and then the programs are customized and it's time to get to work. So let's move on to how the training and nutrition looks when it comes to online coaching. So we'll start with training. Building a training program is one of my favorite parts of online coaching. And that's just because everybody is so different. Everyone's needs, schedules, and preferences, they are just so different. And it's honestly like writing a song for that individual. And when the program is built to fit their preferences, it's like a work of art. So because of that, no two programs are ever the same. Yeah, there may be some similarities between two athletes if they have similar goals, but customization of the program for that individual is always the primary goal. So for example, if you can only train four days a week, guess what? Your program is going to be a four-day split. 
if back squats hurt your knee, well, then we're going to work together to make sure that we find an alternative. None of this cookie cutter stuff. It's going to be completely customized based on what you can do and what your preferences are. Now, some people are completely new to training. They've never lifted weights before, and that is often a concern when hiring an online coach. So what I've done is built a video demonstration library for all of my athletes to have access to. Each exercise, it explains what to do and what not to do when performing a prescribed exercise. I also encourage all of my athletes to send over their own videos of them performing specific exercises that they're not overly comfortable with, and then I can provide them feedback on an as-needed basis. And as well too, if I work with any athletes who are local, I have gone to the gym with them before, shown them how to do certain things that they're not comfortable with, and even set up Zoom calls for some of my out-of-town athletes who are new to lifting. Now, what if you don't have access to the gym? What if you prefer or can only train at home? And I too will provide an at-home workout program for my athletes. Some equipment is recommended just so we can ensure that the progress is still being made, but a lot of my athletes are still able to make great progress with an at-home workout program. All right, so let's move on to nutrition. How the heck does this look like when it comes to online coaching? Because the nutrition side of things typically does require more attention, especially when you have very specific body composition goals. And my goal with nutrition is to teach my athletes flexible dieting principles. This is where they learn how to track their macronutrients and that way it allows them to still eat the foods that they love within moderation. After coaching for over seven years now, I have found that this is the most sustainable method for my clients. I have a step-by-step process to teach my athletes this new lifestyle, so there's a little bit of a learning curve, but my athletes are in constant contact with me just to make sure that the learning process is as easy as possible. And I do provide what I like to call a sample meal plan. And this is just provided in the beginning because it allows me to teach my athletes the process of tracking their macronutrients. It's kind of like the training wheels of tracking your macros. They will also actually receive a bunch of recipes, resources, all a part of the process. And as well too, I send over weekly videos to help them learn and progress through the program. So you might be wondering why flexible dieting and tracking macronutrients, isn't it just easier to give out a meal plan? Well, there's a few reasons as to why I can't, but more importantly, won't give out a meal plan to my athletes. For those who don't know, I'm a nutritionist. I obtained my sports nutrition certification in 2014 and have many years of experience on the nutrition side of things, but I'm actually not a registered dietitian. These are two very different things. So while I'm qualified to give out nutrition advice, there's a big difference between nutritionist and registered dietitians. One of the main differences being that I can't legally prescribe diets, supplements, or meal plans that treat a medical condition. So if someone came to me wanting to work with me to treat their diabetes, That would be outside of my scope of practice and that individual would need to seek out professional help from a registered dietitian. The same scenario exists for those who are technically obese. Nutritionists are not allowed to prescribe a meal plan to treat their obesity. So you can see how there's a bit of a gray area there. 
And I do discuss this a little bit more in a previous episode, so make sure you check out episode 63 if you want to learn more about the differences between nutritionists and registered dietitians and what they can and can't do. Now, it is important to note that there's nothing wrong with coaches who choose to give out meal plans, especially if it isn't to treat actual medical conditions like I previously mentioned. For me though, the liability risk of this gray area, it's just not worth it. Also too, when I started coaching in 2014, I used to give out meal plans to my clients. I would spend hours upon hours creating what I thought to be the perfect meal plan for the week. I would put countless hours into creating yummy recipes and giving my clients variety, unlike the cookie cutter boring chicken and rice meal plan that I received from my coach at the time. I knew how boring and unsatisfying it was and I wanted my clients to enjoy what they were eating and not feel the same way I felt. I also developed a really bad relationship with food after eating the same thing each day that I didn't even like and I thought by giving my clients a yummy variety while they were able to see results, it would help them still eat what they liked while seeing the changes that they were looking for. I honestly thought at the time when I first started it was a foolproof plan, but boy did I have a lot to learn. Each day I had somebody ask me if they could swap out a banana for strawberries, but I don't like pasta for dinner, can I have something else? What about cashews instead of almonds, is that allowed? It was a nightmare and I was beyond frustrated. Not with my clients, but with the fact that I felt that they weren't learning anything. We were spending more time swapping out meals every single day than focusing on building healthy lifestyle habits that would help them achieve their long-term goals and eventually achieve my ultimate goal, which is to get them to feel confident enough to go off on their own without relying on a coach forever. The biggest thing that I didn't like with giving out meal plans was that my clients had to constantly ask me for permission if they could eat something. And the whole time, knowing that they could eat whatever the hell they wanted, me telling my athletes what to eat was not really any different than me telling them what car to buy. You know, I I may like Porsches, but they may like Ferraris. Both of them are great cars and they're gonna get us from point A to point B when you're driving them. Not one is right and not one is wrong. It comes down to simply your preferences and you should be entitled to make those decisions on your own. So the meal plan option with my coaching program, it ended very quickly and I couldn't help but ask myself, how is me spoon feeding my clients like their children telling them eat this, not that every single day ever going to get them set up for success and independence? I knew that I would never be able to make my client the perfect meal plan, and if I did, it wouldn't last long because their preferences would change, and why shouldn't they change? Heck, my change all the time. Now, some people, they prefer to have a meal plan, and I have found that the sample meal plan in my programming is very helpful with that transition. And as well too, some coaches, they do just fine giving out meal plans. So I'm not saying that my way is the right way, but you know, like I've mentioned, I've been coaching for seven years now and I can say that my clients have had way more success with the skills to maintain their results after our time together. And that right there, like I've said, is my biggest goal. And this is when I started to teach my athletes how to implement 
flexible dieting principles. And like I've said, it's been the most sustainable and even rewarding method for all of my athletes. Now, there often is reservations with flexible dieting because it does involve the process of counting macronutrients. Often the same individuals wonder why not just follow a meal plan, it's less work. But like I've said before, a meal plan doesn't teach you how to make adaptable decisions when it comes to your food choices and preferences. So for example here, say the meal plan allows you to have a banana, two rice cakes, and 30 grams of peanut butter for lunch, but your work brings in pizza, and it smells so good that you're dying for a slice. You limit yourself to one slice but feel awful afterwards because you went off the meal plan. When you never know, maybe the calorie profile for one slice of pizza is very similar to what your lunch was on the meal plan. People often see this as I'm on the meal plan or I'm off the meal plan, and it causes us to create a black and white mentality that we follow the meal plan, therefore I did good, or I didn't feel follow the meal plan, therefore I did bad which is not the case whatsoever. I really think that this mentality is very unhealthy. I have yet to see this scenario play out for those who practice flexible dieting because with flexible dieting, we wanna focus on having an inclusive mindset. And this is where we still are intentional with having high quality nutrient dense foods each day, but we still have micronutrient and fiber targets as well. But if every once in a while your work brings in pizza, you have the skills to be able to include a slice of pizza in moderation from time to time. So overall, like flexible dieting isn't an excuse to eat like an asshole if you don't go over your macronutrients. The priority still needs to be to have an inclusion of high quality nutrient dense foods with some treats sprinkled into your day. By extensively teaching my athletes these principles, it's allowed them to discover foods that they maybe liked when they were a kid or they didn't even know that they liked. Just allows them to include more variety versus being limited to the same boring foods each day. But most importantly, it has increased their adherence to the program. You can only restrict yourself from foods you enjoy for so long until your willpower runs out. It doesn't refill at the start of each day. The more you restrict yourself from something, the more you end up wanting it. And we all only have so much willpower until it's all gone. And what happens when it's all gone? We often cave and have an entire box of cookies or whatever it was that we were depriving ourselves from. So increasing adherence, it helps reduce those weekend binges that often occur when we are doing nothing but restricting all week and eating 100% of the same boring foods that you don't enjoy. So overall, I want you to know that it's so important to find a program or plan that best fits you. Like I said, following a meal plan works for you, then don't listen to what I'm saying here. But I'm just sharing my experiences as an athlete, as a coach, and what I teach my clients at the Natty Hour. These are all obstacles and barriers that my clients go through is reducing that guilt, being able to have a treat within moderation, and be accepting of allowing themselves to have a treat every now and then while still 
moving their needle forward and achieving their fitness goals. That's the biggest thing on the nutrition side of things that I work towards with my clients and it is the most rewarding thing to be able to allow my clients to see the positive benefits of having a healthy relationship with food again while achieving their body composition results. So now that you understand how the training and nutrition side of online coaching works at the Natty Hour, let's talk about how the communication side of things work between the athlete and the coach. So what I like to do is have my athletes complete a weekly check-in. And this is just a questionnaire that I send out to all my athletes for them to complete on a weekly basis. As well too, I do send over mini check-ins in the middle of the week just to remind my athletes what their short-term goals are and just to see, hey, how is your goal going for this week? So if their goal is to drink more water, I'll send them a quick little check-in on Tuesday and be like, hey, how's it going with this goal? If it's going well, great. If not, what can we do to improve this? With the more comprehensive weekly check-in that I previously mentioned, the questionnaire that I send over to my athletes It involves the athletes answering questions that are surrounding their body composition, so their weigh-ins, measurements, and photos, what they see in the mirror, maybe compliments they've received, and how are their clothes fitting. Then I move on to ask them questions about their training. So how's their training going? Have you noticed any strength gains, any strength losses? Why do you think that is? And then we go over their video analysis of exercises they want to improve on. After that, we move over to their dietary adherence. This is where we analyze how their nutrition is going. Have you been adherent to your macronutrient targets? If so, why or why not? Have you noticed any wins, setbacks? And we'll also adjust their macronutrient targets on an as-needed basis so that it's in line with their goals and how their body is adapting to the calorie intake protocol. And then finally, we review everything else that is relevant to them achieving their short-term and long-term goals. Such things include where the athlete is at in her menstrual cycle, how much water are they consuming on average for the week, how are their stress levels, and how many hours of sleep are they getting on average for the week. Keeping an eye on these things plays a huge role when it comes to helping my athletes to achieve their goals. We then will work on implementing strategies if it is needed to manage sleep and stress and how to effectively drink more water during a busy week. My coaching relationship with my athletes goes far beyond just giving them a training and nutrition protocol to follow and them being thrown into the lake to see if they sink or swim. We work very closely together to ensure that all aspects of their life allow them to follow the program in a very realistic manner based off of their lifestyle. And this looks different for everybody. So it's very hard to give an even further analysis as to how online coaching looks to the general public and needs to be discussed more so on an individual basis because there are so many other factors to consider depending on the athlete. There's not a one size fits all. And I think that right there is what makes potential clients so hesitant at times to try online coaching. So having said that, if after listening to all of this today, you're still on the fence with hiring a coach, I think the next step for you would be to interview not only the potential coach you want to work with, but also their athletes. I've had lots of potential clients 
interview my athletes just so they can get that added reassurance as to how things look. I actually do what I say with my coaching principles and just so the potential athlete can ensure that the coaching relationship is going to be right for them. So at the end of the day, this is your health. You shouldn't just be selecting a coach blindly. We've talked about that in the past and previous episodes, so make sure you go back to previous episodes where I talk about what to look for when you're hiring a coach, but take the decision seriously. Interview your coach, interview their athletes, just so you can make sure it's going to be right for you. All right, team, that about wraps up this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, if you found it helpful as a thank you to me, please do me a huge favor and be sure to share this on your social media. Maybe share it with your friends and family. And if you haven't already, please be sure to go leave this episode a review on iTunes. It really helps me out. It helps other people find the episode so we can ensure that we help more people just like this episode was able to help you. So thank you all. I look forward to chatting with you all again very soon. But until then, go out there, strive for more, be more, and ignite your inner athlete.